If you're just tuning in to Civic Cipher, I am your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward. Welcome back. If you've been here and if you have not, welcome to another day in the life. <laughs> Cyph life. Civic Cipher. <laughs> Cyph life. Cyph life. Yes, indeed. Um, today we are talking about the war, uh, the Israel-Hamas war. Um, and again, for those that weren't here earlier, we understand that this show is exists to foster solidarity between you know marginalized groups and the powers that be in this country um today we're talking about something that is taking place on foreign soil soil but there are a lot of people with a lot of passion who are activists who are connecting um the struggles and it just felt important for us to provide as much insight into this conflict as we can so that we're understanding each other and we're not othering each other. Um, before we continue that conversation, let's discuss BABA, Becoming a Better Ally, BABA. Today's BABA is sponsored by Friends of the Movement uh, to support Black businesses and allied businesses. Uh, you can sign up for the free voter wallet at FOTMglobal.com and make an impact with your spending. Again, that's FOTMglobal.com. Uh, this comes from Stop AAPI Hate. Uh, and I'll just read how they wrote it. We are horrified and devastated to learn that a six-year-old child in Illinois, Wadia Al-Fayome, was brutally murdered and his mother critically wounded by their landlord simply for being Muslim. Law enforcement has charged the man with a hate crime, stating he attacked the Palestinian-American family due to them being Muslim and the ongoing Middle Eastern conflict involving Hamas and Israel. This is a very sad story because this little boy, he died from his stabbing. Uh, we grieve for the loss the tragic loss of his young life and as a coalition dedicated to tracking and preventing acts of hate in the u.s we are deeply concerned for our communities across the nation many of which are living in a heightened state of fear that in many ways mirrors what american muslims arabs and south asians experienced post 9 11. in addition to many southeast asian americans who are muslim about a quarter of asian americans who trace their ethnic origin to south asia or have some connection to islam um, now, thousands of miles away from the devastation in the Middle East, we're seeing dangerous political rhetoric and news coverage here that is encouraging people to conflate the actions of leaders at war with innocent people and children like Wadia. Lastly, we encourage Asians and Asian Americans who have experienced an activate, including racial profiling, verbal harassment, and other attacks based on religion, ethnicity, and national origin or race, to visit stopaapihate.org. And you can support Wadia Al-Fayome's fundraiser at launchgood.com. Just be sure to search for his name. Um, that's a horrible story, but uh, you can support uh, his family in the aftermath. And um, that way you can become a better ally. So now we are going to discuss Israel. Discuss a little bit of Palestine. We're we're going to discuss both, yeah, because there's no way to really separate the yeah, two. No, but there's no teams. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. It's just that's. Thank you for saying that, man. Because this this is tough, man. You, it, Listen, the reason we're even speaking about this, bro, is because innocent civilian people are being murdered on both sides. Like, yeah, that's the conversation. Yeah, we don't, yeah. We don't sit on here and talk about war. Yeah, right. The the Russian Ukraine conflict. Maybe we mentioned on our show, but I maybe I, I can't recall. Yeah. Um there's tons of different contexts and different nuances as to why people have separate opinions. We should not have separate opinions. Once again, but the image that I saw a man, man holding rocking it. his lifeless baby, that should be a terrible image to everyone, no matter who you are, how you pray, how you love or how you look, that should be something that breaks your heart. There was a, 
an image that I saw that uh, broke my heart. Um, I don't even want to say it, but I'm here now. So here we go. Um, it was of a mother. She had two babies and they both were gone and they were laying there and she was, uh, in my estimation, visibly a Muslim woman because of how she was dressed. I believe ethnically the people are all the same, but you know, these people pray this way and these people pray that way, but they look very similar. I suppose it's probably, and I'm, I, I don't mean anything when I say that just, but this mother was, I, I would guess Palestinian and she was laying in it was a hospital and she had her two, they were very young and um, they had to write on the bellies of the baby, the babies, because maybe that's how they're keeping track or something. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to finish that one. So, um, okay, so let's move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a father. Man. I can't even tell you that story. But anyway, um, so here's what happened. I mean, but you should not have to be a father to empathize. Yeah. Right. You can empathize more specifically from the, from the, the viewpoint of a parent. But you should not have to be a father in the same way that you should not have to be Jewish to empathize with Jewish civilians being murdered. Yeah. You should not have to be Palestinian to empathize and, and feel bad for Palestinian civilians being murdered mm -hmm. or black civilians being murdered or white civilians being murdered or whatever your ethnicity. Again, the way that you pray, the way that you love, the way that you look does not take away from the fact that you are a human being. And one thing that we all need to get to the core of, right, when it comes down to the science, get down to what we are made of on a molecular level, you get down to what we are singularly a race from the same source, from the same place. Yeah, Africa. So, again, these differences that we imagined, that we constructed and then used to divide ourselves you know, really a singular group. I don't have to point it out. Just read a history book or read all the history books, right? We want to elevate ourselves as more than and everyone else less than and hear all the reasons why they are less. And once I've made them less, when I murdered them, raped them, kidnapped them, trafficked them, beat them into a, 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 their, their last breath, decent people won't feel guilty about it and won't make me feel guilty about it because they will understand that those people are others mm -hmm. and they are less than. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought us here because here's, okay. So we heard in the first half of the show, um, the, uh, the activist again, his name is Gabriel Miller. He was, um, drawing some connections between the experience of black people in this country and the experience of Palestinians. Mm -hmm. Right. And suggesting that there's some solidarity there. Now, I do want to point out that a, a lot of media attention was given to a post by BLM Chicago, um, where whoever posted this posted a picture of a paratrooper saying, you know, I stand with Palestine or something like this. Effectually, that was what it was, was communicated in this social media post. And then the caption said, you know, that's it. That's the post, right? But because it was a paratrooper, it's the, the implication was that, you know, I stand with Hamas, the terrorist group, not I stand with the Palestinians, right? Because the paratroopers were the people that kind of landed in, I believe they landed around, 
Go ahead. So this is the interesting thing about saying I stand with in this moment. Okay. Right. You draw a direct opposition to everyone else. And in this case, there's a conflict between two peoples, mm-hmm. two groups of people, two ethnicities, if you will. Yeah. If you say I stand with one, then you stand in opposition. You othered yeah. or opposed the other sure. one. That's yeah. the trick bag here. Yeah. You want to, oh, I want to show support for my Jewish friends. So I stand with Israel. Right. And now all of well, a sudden you're, you're opposed now saying to... is that you're opposed again to these children and mothers and fathers and workers right. and healthcare professionals and doctors and nurses being murdered because they're not Jewish or because they're not Palestinian. And that should be a crazy thing to say out loud. Yeah. But we have this tribalism about us where we feel like we have to stand, quote unquote, in solidarity with someone in a case where there are two entire groups of people, civilian peoples being harmed. Yeah. And we what 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 you're saying is let us not forget the human beings that are paying Please. the cost for this on the ground. Please. And and so again, when this post started making the rounds, it's like, oh my gosh, BLM Chicago posted something, blah, blah, blah. Um, it turns out that there are people who are trying to say, hey, don't just um, let the version of the story that's out right now be the the whole truth for you. That there is a Palestinian um, cost that has been been being paid for some time for a very long prior time. to this attack yeah, by Hamas, time. right? And so this, I, I think, this is what maybe the BLM people were trying to say. They missed the mark and they admitted that, whatever. But in, in any event. Not that that's right or wrong. That's what brought it to my attention. This is, this is what happens in situations like that, though. There is a house on fire. So you call the fire department to that house. Every house that's ever been burned is not the it's not the call to action in that moment. Yeah. So it's just like Black Lives Matter. Well, so do white lives. You're right. Sure. Except I'm talking about the yeah, black right, right that now, was murdered. Yeah, right now we, we're, we're doing this. So even okay. that post. Yeah. When you see a hospital blow up full of Palestinian people, that I stand with Palestine is not opposed to any other group. It's, hey, that group right now is being murdered mercilessly, civilians, women, children, babies. Mm -hmm. So let me let me offer this. Okay, so there are people who have said. um. You know, Hamas is a radical group and they have done these horrible attacks and blah, blah, blah. Palestine is, you know, whatever. Um, and they feel like Israel's response is justified. Um, I talked with Ami Horwitz on the Black Information Network daily podcast, the show that I do um, uh, at the BIN. And he explained some things to me that made the story become a little bit more complicated. I just want to share a little bit with you here, but please check out the content. I believe I have it on YouTube, but it's at the BI. I mean, you can Black Information Network. You can just look for it. You'll see my face, big old Afro. Click it. It'll be right there. Um, And it'll give you some insight. And from a Jewish man's perspective on the state of Israel and and their response and why things are more complicated than they seem. So it's important for me to say this because I know it. 
Hamas is a group that is not a, a traditionally organized military. They, they operate in a very unorthodox manner. Um, they might have a base uh, or a headquarters in the basement of a school or uh, of a hospital or whatever, right? Um, Jewish intelligence is aware of this um, because they're more fortified because they feel like they're not going to get attacked if they're in a hospital or if they're, you know, at a school or something like this, right? So this is how Hamas works. Israel needing precision to get Hamas and can't just blow up the whole city might target a hospital or a school with a missile, right? But there's a human cost. And Ami told me, he's like, at present, Israel's cost for getting one Hamas soldier is one civilian, which is both good and bad. It's bad because it's always going to be bad. There should never be a civilian cost to get rid of the, the soldier. But it's good because it's such a condensed area that only getting you know, the, the ratio only being one person per one soldier, it, it shows how precise they are. Obviously, they have a lot further to the, go. The problem, however, is the accuracy of that data. Sure. And it comes from Ami, but this is just what I'm told. And so I'm sharing you the way I was told sure. to paraphrase. Just because people will hear this after so much more information has been provided. Mm -hmm. We know that that's, that, that's more than fair. Ramses does we, not we know. know that it's not one for one. Sure, sure. And this this was I had this conversation maybe a week or so ago. Mm -hmm. So it, it, there's been a lot more death and destruction since yeah. I've had yeah, this conversation. I, mean. I don't want Ramses to be quoted. As no, 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 not at all. I, I, I'm, I'm doing my best here. Accurate. Now, um, he said to me, he's like, the is Israel, the Israeli government will send information, drop leaflets, whatever, say, hey, you have an hour to vacate. We're going to blow this building up. And the people that get out, cool. The people that don't, they're just there in the aftermath. And so this is what Ami told me the, the Israeli government's position is. Now, to be just to give you a little bit of background, Ami has spent time with, this is what he told me, he spent time with Hamas undercover. He's a journalist. So think like those journalists that go overseas and, you know, oh, and of course, because, he, because he's, uh, <laughs> I got to make sure. I Hamas say being a militant political group now seen as a terrorist organization. Right. Right. And, and, and Ami's been on our show before. We don't agree about much. Uh, politically speaking, but we do respect Ami as a journalist and we respect him as our Jewish brother. And I think he's a good man. He's, he means well, um, his, his tactics and his, his policies and his thoughts and, you know, that sort of stuff, that's all debatable. But I know that he, I, I feel that he has a good heart and, and that's really the measure of a man to me, right? We all have lessons to learn. I'm still growing and so is he. With that in mind, I wanted to share that. And I do want to share a bit about what John Stewart said Please. about uh, Israel and Palestine, because John Stewart is a, is a tremendous voice in this space. And um, he's a Jewish man. And so he doesn't he I don't think he would naturally side with Palestine, nor would he because he's a critical thinker, nor would he side with with Israel. But he is Jewish. And so I think that he sits at a particular intersection where maybe we can learn something from him that we, you and I certainly wouldn't be able to offer the conversation. And just you, the listener on your own travels, maybe you might not come to these conclusions on your own. So let's, yeah, I, I challenge the listener to listen to the lack of 
uh, extremism in his beliefs. Okay, yeah, that's he's not his, his 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 views are not polarizing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's a critical thinker, and he presents them with nuance in a way that a, a simple person should be able to hear the language that he uses and understand what he means. Okay, yeah. Now speaking of colonialism, <laughs> I like that segue, segue king, segue segue god, right over here. <laughs> I I appreciate you as an artist and as a humanitarian as a human being because i imagine it's, it, it can be difficult because you are someone who is righteously speaks out against the disgusting violent terrible anti-semitism that comes from all facets of our society sure. but you also are humanitarian enough to speak on behalf of palestinians who are being sure. uh being treated like second-class citizens and uh, do you get any pushback as a Jewish person because of this? No, everybody's cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's cool with it until they find your email. Right. Uh, right. Of course. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's, and, and there are a lot of reasons for that. But mm-hmm. one, one of them is that as a Jewish person, you are saddled with the idea that you are not a, a citizen of America mm-hmm. or a citizen of the world. Mm-hmm. You are a citizen of Israel. Mm-hmm. And you must back their actions or the actions of and and one has nothing to do with the other and one has nothing to do with being jewish or not being jewish or whatever it is that people choose uh, on their religion or on their history or or on their background Mm -hmm. it has to do with in the way that i view governments that don't act on on behalf of or or that you know what has happened in that part of the world is is tragic Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I think the biggest problem is it's to nobody's benefit, mm-hmm. but the Palestinian people that it get resolved. Right. It's not to the benefit of the Israeli government. They use the Palestinian issue as a cudgel mm-hmm. and they continue to build settlements and whatever it is that they want to do. And no one's suggesting that like terror attacks are okay. And that's a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're held to that standard that you don't get your state until nobody tries to kill anybody else then you're never going to get your state. It's not to the benefit of the other Arab leaders in the region because their people can be mistreated in the same way by their autocracies. Mm -hmm. So why do they want to fix the Palestinian situation when they can use Israel as an easy code to get their people in line? Mm -hmm. Don't look at us. Look at Israel. Right, right. We're f***ing with you. Look how they f*** with the Palestinians. It's not to the United States' benefit. Because we have an ally in the region mm-hmm. that's a lot more complicated for us than in other ways because they rely on our military aid and all kinds of other things. Yes, indeed. So if it's not in anybody's interest in the powers of status quo, what chance do they have? It's a very efficient way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. What chance? Yeah. And it's not really to Hamas's benefit mm-hmm. and it's not to Fatah's benefit because then they lose their grip on power. So the only people who always lose are the day in day out Palestinian people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's to no one's benefit to help them, but them. Yes, indeed. Wow. Yeah. What do we say after that? Right. If we, if we could have tried to put all of our thoughts into chat GPT and have it (laughs) give us, have the AI give us the right way to talk about this. A white, Jewish American, rich, rich, um, well off, successful. He'd be fine if he didn't talk about these things. Mm-hmm. 
but offering some humanitarian perspective yeah. on behalf of a people that are not his, but that he sees that are under the thumb. Yeah. You know, we talked about Zionism. I think that the important part that I left out is that what is now Palestine is now is the land that those that believe in Zionism want to reclaim mm. for you know Jewish or Israeli people. And that's where that conflict started yeah. hundred years ago or probably longer ago than that. So so let me make sure that we say this here. We are learning about this in real time along with most everyone else. Yeah. We do our best to not let any conversation devolve into fighting and that sort of stuff that doesn't help anyone. Uh, this show was created out of love. Um, we are on record having stood with our Jewish brothers and sisters against a super mega star uh, co-opting a trademark away from him so that he couldn't maneuver in anti-black spaces and, and effectively challenging his uh, anti-Semitic rhetoric uh, and media outlets. That's well documented. You could Google that. Google Civic Cipher, see what comes up. And then historically, we've always stood with our Muslim brothers and sisters. You know, for a long time, it felt very, um, we felt very connected and I know that personally and individually, um, we celebrate our relationships with our brothers and sisters of Islam. Um, every, every word that we've uttered on this show has come from a place of love. And, and I hope that this conversation has kind of let a little air out of the ball. There's no need for people to be so angry or so oppositional. It's complicated. It's changing. We're all learning. And we're, our hope is that it resolves as peacefully as it can with mm -hmm. that in mind uh we have to leave it right there so i'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to civic cypher i'm your host ramses ja he is ramses ja i am q ward uh let's continue conversations like this where we're building bridges and trying to lead with love instead of the other way around yeah and i for people that know way more than than we do we know it might sound like we're just naive and we don't understand the complexities and maybe you're right but i'd rather die on this hill where I'm optimistic and hopeful and I'm trying my best to make sure that people have a little bit more love in their voice um, than any other one. So, yeah. and, and some will want to challenge us on semantics. Hear, hear the actual message and don't try to tear us down about the details or data points that we're wrong about. We appreciate people, it. Innocent people shouldn't be murdered no matter how they look, love, or pray. Yeah. Uh, follow us on all social media at Civic Cypher. We're booming. Um, yeah. And until next week, y'all. Peace.